What's poppin'? It's your boy, Brandon Razan, back with another podcast. Now, I'm sitting with an extremely, extremely special guest. His name is Carlos Arce, and he's an insurance agent at PNC Agency. PHP. PHP Agency, my apologies. So, like, when I first came up here, like, I, I actually started talking to another guy named Carlos as well, and I finally decided to come up in here. When I walked into this office setting, I found it being very homey, very intriguing, and I saw all the stuff up on the window. Like, this is like the business vibe, and I want you to go in a little bit about what your experience has been like being at this agency so far. Well, uh, first off, I want to thank you for yeah. having me on this. You thank know? you. I've yeah. never done anything like this before. Um, you know, first thing I'll say is the experience I got from it was just, uh, it was very accepting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very, very accepting. Um, people here, they're not, how do I say They don't come from the, the finance background. Nobody here comes from like, you know, uh, insurance, you know, life insurance, anything like that. Anything, you know, with annuities. Um, but we all come from, you know, different way or different, uh, how do I say a different past, but we all have a common future that yeah. we're trying to, you know, to get to. Um, but yeah, I guess the first thing I would say coming into something like this was just very welcoming, mm -hmm. very welcoming. And it's not about who you were, but it's about who you're, who you're trying to be. So, um, yeah, like, you know, but what else do you want to know? As far as, like, other than that too, though, cause I want to go into just more of my experience. Like when I've walked into other, I've walked into two other insurance agencies and I just did not have this feel. And I even walked into Carlos's office here and he has, uh, 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 this is a vision board and I was like I've never seen anything like that and I'm like seeing how dedicated this this man is right here next to me right now that as I speak to him and I'm just like extremely honored to have met you extremely honored to meet anyone in this office and just more so trying to get around to what exactly it is that you guys do so my viewers can understand can understand more so like how the insurance process works out. for sure um, what we do basically is our main thing is to, is to bring back hope to American families um, and we also want to bring back free enterprise to most families right now. Our main, you know, dare I say it, but um, we are firm believers of capitalism. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, can um, you go into capitalism? I don't, me myself, yeah, no, not no too. Worries. Yeah, I don't know too much. No worries. I have to be careful because you know yeah. this whole this whole thing that's going on right now. This whole uh, this virus. Know, yeah, the virus. Yeah. But also, like uh, you know, the dividing of people when it comes to that, but. Uh, capitalism is the ability to go out there to start a business as long as everything is legally and morally right to go out there and start a business and to be in a competitive environment to compete for customers right mm, okay, um, and it's you know it, it's a it's a system that allows you to build a business and the great thing about it is that it doesn't require a high school degree or you know a college uh, oh excuse me a high school diploma or a college degree but um, just you know vision dedication desire and work ethic so, right. So basically, just another word for that would be entrepreneur. Would capitalism yeah. be like the equal, the equivalent? Of course, of so, course. Because that's definitely the route that I'm trying to take, and I just want to, find, like, people like you. I just want to know, like, what's the first step in order to be an entrepreneur? Like, what is the when you wake up in the morning? Like, what's the first thing that you think about? Well, I think about where I'm going. You know, um, your vision has to be when you're looking to do something big and getting into a business or becoming an entrepreneur, it has to start with a vision. Yeah. You gotta have some kind of desire. You gotta, you gotta see what you're trying to do. And if you're looking to do something really big and especially if you're looking to link up with other people, if you're looking to have partners, all of that, your vision has to be so big that their vision can fit aside yours. Oh. It's the only way, it's the only way that 
anything magical is gonna happen because if I'm thinking that I'm only trying to make six figures for myself and I'm looking to gain partners out of this and go on a mission, then what, what does that have? Or, you know, what are my partners gonna be making if I'm only making six figures? But if yeah. I say I'm looking to make a million, then maybe at that point I can help produce 10 six figure earners. Yeah. If I'm looking to make a billion, I can go out there and help produce, you know, 10 hundred million dollar earners. Yeah. Right? It has to be like that. So your vision is very, very important. Um, that's why creating a vision board is important. Dude, right? Like, yeah. Ha having that in front of you, knowing what you want. Um, and when that is clear, everything else kind of, you know, falls into place. They say, uh, when your mind and your heart connect, magic comes out the mouth. Oh, right? okay, yeah. So okay. You have to, we have, when you're clear with what you're looking to do and you're going out there and you're talking to people, um, sitting down with clients or whatever it is, whatever your business is, um, that passion should emit from your voice. Yeah. And it shouldn't sound fake. Yeah. It should sound like this is what I'm trying to do. So, because people can tell when you just like just want them for their the profit, basically. But when exactly. you know that, when, when they know that you actually want to help them further their life and help them with their finances at the same time, they can truly feel that. They can feel exactly. the difference. Yeah. yeah. That's why sales, like, you know, Grant Cardone said it best. And he was talking about it, a celebrity sold. He doesn't want salesmen on his team. Like, mm. He doesn't want, if someone tells him, oh, I can go sell ice to an Eskimo or holy water to an atheist or something like that right yeah we're not looking to do that you know um you need to come at it like to approach of i'm trying to help this person because people necessarily don't they don't want to be sold they want to buy they want to buy right yeah so if you can get into an aspect of like hey you know what i want to buy and that's what it is and so you know like you were saying people feel that yeah they don't want to feel that you if you have a solution to a common problem most people have and that's what it is. You just got to be passionate about your solution. Go out there and help people. The more people that you help, you know, the more better it's going to be for you. Zig Ziglar says that uh, when it comes to business, if you help others attain their goals, you attain yours by default. Mm. So, so that's honestly what it is. Each one teach one. Um, in today's society, a lot of people, like even kind of look at it right now, at the stores, they're going out there and they're hoarding all this food and water, hand sanitizer, not knowing that, okay, this whole virus thing going on, how do you expect to slow down the virus if you're hogging up all the hand sanitizer for yourself? Big time. You're Nobody not, else got none. You know what? Yeah. So yeah. What, you're just protecting yourself, everyone. So it's each one teach one type yeah. of thing. Help help each other out. The more people you help out, it's just by default. Yeah. And if you look at it in a selfish way, the person, if there's just somebody out there who's just extremely selfish, will do, will put two and two together and go be selfish so you can get your selfish wants. Oh, right? you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. Now, um, that oh, that was that was very dope analysis. Now, I also wanted to ask a question too. Um, this one was going to be like, if you were my age right now, what would you do based off of the knowledge that you have? If you say you were me with the knowledge that you have right now, what would be the first thing you do after I left, or basically you left this office? What would be the first thing in order to make sure that I attain those goals? Find a mentor. Like, make sure you have a mentor. Um. If, and so you're, you're 19, right? Yes, sir. So check it out, man. At that, at that age, bro, I was partying. I was making a lot of bad mistakes and bad choices. If if I'm if I'm somebody your age, I'm making sure I have the right mentor by my side. I'm making sure that my circle is not a jail cell, but some a place where it's going to enlighten me and encourage me to do better. Okay. Um, what else? <laughs> Make sure you're you're going where you're celebrated, not tolerated. I get that from Eric Thomas. Mm. Um, on top of that, man. So once once you have the mentor, once you have that, and hang around older people. 
hang around older people. Older people is a big one, right? Okay. You can always oh. learn from them because they live through life. Even if the person is a bum or something like that, they're going to know stuff that you don't yeah. just through experience. Um, but with all of that, if you, if you find the right mentor, just be coachable to that. Because if they're, if they have something that you want and you want to attain it, the only thing that they're going to try to do for you is make sure you get there quicker. Mm. And they're going to tell you everything that they did that was wrong yeah. and for you what to do right yeah. to get there in half the amount of time. So being coachable, but I would say the biggest one for me is not caring about what other people think mm. about what you're trying to do. Because mm, if I do that, that's going to unturn. What would that do if I do focus on that? You're, you're worrying about other people's opinions mm-hmm. and you're hoping that they're going to pay for your bills, which they're not. They're not going to do they're that. They're never going to pay for your bills. Yeah. Right. And again, if you know what you're trying to do is in your heart good and, and you know, it's, it's, it's morally good and it's legal, you know, um, I'm not saying go out there and be a drug dealer. Yeah. And, you know, screw people think, no, don't do that. Yeah. But if you know in your heart that what you're doing is good, then who cares what other people think? Yeah. Because that was one big mistake was that I had the wrong friends telling me what I should and shouldn't do. And I cared about too much. Uh, I cared too much about people's opinions. And I let that dictate my life. If you can do you and not worry about the criticism or whatever anyone else is going to say, because regardless, they're going to talk all this smack anyways. And most of the time it's because they're not doing nothing with their life. Ooh. They're, they're just, they're yeah. mad at you because you're trying to do something. Yeah. And they're jealous because they think that, oh, you know, yeah, right. He's not going to make it. Yeah. But deep down, down inside, they're really praying and hoping you don't make it because they don't want to look wrong. Right. But if you just do you not care about what other people think and just find the right mentor, those two things are by itself. Mentor and, and not, not worrying about others and their opinions, a lot can be done. Now, how do you find a mentor? Because I've heard, I've heard like mentor, I need a mentor, but like what, what is the step for finding a mentor, especially when you're, when we live in a world where I feel like it is a lot harder, especially because of this virus. I mean, that's creating a lot of social, what's the word, the social distance? Is that what's yes. Right? Yeah, social, social distance. distance. How do you find a mentor? What would be the steps in order to find someone that you can trust in? And like, like I said, find a mentor. Um, well, you know, for me, what I did was I, I wanted to know, well, for me, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm a big networker. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very big networker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an introvert at heart, but through different businesses and most of the marketing experience that I've done in the past, it taught me to be, you know, a little more talkative and to talk to strangers. Yeah. Right. And um, you'd be surprised when you talk to strangers, people that you meet out there, especially here in little old Palmdale yeah. that you have. You know, you run across some characters, but also some big names and you don't even know it. Like you can be walking around the mall, pass by multiple seven figure earners and then you don't even know, right? Like they're everywhere, right? Yeah. I didn't didn't know that. If there will, the 1% of America makes over 460,000, right? So that means one out of every hundred people out there is making close to half a million dollars. Right, half of that is is so we say one out of every 200, 300 people is making a million dollars. So how many people do you honestly pass by a day? Right? Easily over hundred. More than that. If you're yeah, driving these about stores true. like that, you know what I'm saying? Like going to stores, going to malls, you're passing by a lot of people. So right. by you not talking to people, you're it, it, you know, so what I what happened to me was I was very talkative and then I ended up getting prospected. Um, I ended up getting prospected by an old elementary friend of mine. We talked and all that. She invited me to, you know, to this business 
And I met Jonathan、mm. Alayo, who、oh, uh, yeah, was yeah, my mentor, yeah, right? Yeah. So I met Jonathan, and、uh, I, I saw leadership in him.、Mm. I'm like, I like this guy. Like, this guy's very sharp. He's, he's educated,、um, you know, very, very、uh, well spoken. Yeah.、Right? And、um, I'm like, I like this guy. And then, you know, I, I was following him for a bit. And then after a while, you know, he brought me into the business. He showed me around the environment. Yeah. And then I met Cindy Cobos. Who right now is our senior vice president, yeah, company, right? Only、yeah. single female、uh, out here doing it, and a、uh, great example for for men and women out there. And、um, yeah, I ended up I ended up you know getting introduced to her, yeah, right. And after that point, it was just like my my niche was just you know I I don't know I guess I, I you could say I got lucky I got I got blessed.、Um, but before all of that though, you know I was I was honestly looking at giving up on the entrepreneur journey. You know my my flame was going out. It was down to a little spark. And、um, I think for me, you know, I'm a big firm believer of God, and I was, you know, I was praying like, man, like who, what, what can I find out there, right? There's a, there's a million and one ways out, you know, to go out there and make a million dollars, but I needed leadership, I needed mentorship. Who can I find? And I guess for me, I was just honestly blessed, you know, to run into Mariah, you know, who introduced me to her fiance Jonathan, who then introduced me to to Cindy Cobos, and Cindy Cobos introduced me to George Palayo, and George Palayo introduced me to Patrick Bet David. You know, if you guys know who Patrick Pet David is, two million subscribers on YouTube. And what was like? What was that experience like? Meet, meeting、uh, Patrick. I don't want to、uh, mess his name up. How, how did you say Patrick Pet David? Patrick Pet David. How was、yeah. it meeting that guy? Oh man, that's phenomenal, man.、Um, man, at, at first when I first came in, he was only at sixty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Now to see him, he's at two million. He's at, oh yeah, this was three years ago. Three years ago, he's at two million followers as well on IG. Um, he's gotten a chance to interview people like, you know,、uh, who is it?、Uh, Steve Aoki, you know,、uh, Ric Flair, Wolf of Wall Street,、uh, Kevin Hart, Magic Johnson, you know, Kobe Bryant, right? The president, you know,、uh, George W. Bush, Jordan Peterson. The list goes on. If you go on his thing on his YouTube channel, he has them all. And then、uh, the past people I named actually came to our event: Kevin Hart, Kobe、wow. Bryant, George Bush. And、um, so seeing that right now, Brandon, like, and. Knowing the fact that my my first time I I got a、uh, to get a mentorship from him was back in 2017 I had qualified with my company yeah right and it was me and about 12 other people in an office in Tarzan and he came in and I saw him and we, I was literally sitting right there from <laughs> here to the window he's right there he's teaching me and we're talking he was talking about business and the system of how to do all this stuff and it was amazing man I'm like man like you know just a year ago prior to that I was partying yeah getting messed up every weekend yeah you know, not knowing what I was gonna do in my life. To sit it down, and I'm sitting down in one, you know, with one of the most influential people in the world right now, and I'm getting mentorship from him, bro, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, people pay, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars just to get a couple hours with this guy, right? Yeah. I, I didn't pay a penny. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pay a penny. I'm sitting here.、Um, after that, we got a chance to go on a party bus, and then we go, you know, we go to dinner, and it, just the conversations are higher law. You know what I mean? Higher law, like frequency wise, like what are you? Everybody, yeah, everything, man. The vibe, what they're talking about, it's not little things.、Mm. How are we gonna change the world? You know, how are we gonna impact this community? How are we gonna impact, you know, entrepreneurship? How are we gonna impact the insurance industry? Yeah. Right. How are we gonna impact、uh, the Latino community, the Black community, the the Middle East community, the everything, man? Like, it's different. It's different. the The second time was last year. Well, actually, 2018. And、um, I got a chance, and this night was a smaller group, and I got a chance to get fly, flown out to Texas, where his headquarters at, and the Valley Tainment office, and all of that. 
And again, man, if this was a smaller group. This was like maybe like eight of us. Yeah. We're at a big round white table, like the one next door to this office yeah. right here. And I'm only, it was me, Lorenzo and Patrick and everyone else is right. And we're talking about what's going on with, um, and again, I, I don't mean to get into politics, but we got into <laughs> politics and he was talking about socialism and capitalism. And we were talking about what's going on in Venezuela. How mm. uh, they were a socialist country and now they're scavenging for food. You know, there's nothing to eat out there. Stores are empty, businesses are low and money's on the street, money's worthless over there. And again, higher law conversations. And we were talking about times like this right now. Cause you know what's crazy is if you go to stores, um, it feels like we're like, like living through like, you know, negative like times right now. Like, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the the shelves are empty. It's you ridiculous. know, like it's ridiculous. I've never seen that in I was, my life. I was just at Costco and all the uh, chicken, all the, all the different types of chicken were gone, and they kind of sent this like we- it was a weird feeling because like you never movie. see that. You never see that in the store. Never, bro. Never Not in my whole life. Twenty seven years of living, I've never seen a, yeah. a store so empty like that before. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? So while we're sitting there, we're talking about times like this, and we're like, man, like. You know, things are things are gonna happen. This is two years ago. He's talking about this things are gonna happen. You know, people in our country they wanna have this, this, and that, and we need to keep the capitalistic spirit alive. Like capitalism is what's gonna get us out of this. Entrepreneurship is what's gonna get out, you know, get us out of this, right? Entrepreneurs, like people who who are creators, and, and, and he was just going in and it was amazing, man. Like just to be around that and like to Oh, and you said creators, meaning like like there needs to be less like jobs that we have versus and more creating of the of yeah our, like more we're using our brains De- more definitely than, yeah and not to say that that jobs aren't needed jobs are very needed you know um, we we need police officers we need doctors I'm not saying that that that's not needed no you know we need more you know people who can people we need more innovators mm. that's what we do yes. right if people have ideas and they're not putting them out there because they're afraid again what people are going to think about them or society. No, who cares, man? If you think it's a good idea, put it out because what if that idea can help change millions of lives, right? Look at Facebook, look at, you know, Tesla, right? You know, look at uh, Uber, you know, maybe to some people, maybe to a lot of people, if that was brought up years ago, they're like, yeah, right. Electric cars, give me a break. (laughs) Uber, Uber, yeah, right. You're going to have a random stranger pick you up and then, you know, like, man, like, but they're helping right now. It's working. Uber Uber yeah. helps reduce traffic in LA because instead of having everyone drive everywhere, you have these, you know, the, the people at Uber and people everywhere. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about this and he's just, you know, we're, we're just there and we're having conversations on how we're, we're going to change the world. And like, who else, bro? Like, where else do you go and talk to people on how you're going to change the world? I don't, me, myself, I don't know. I have no clue on who I would go to other than yeah. people on YouTube that I know do this. Bro, like, I mean, you... Most people, you know, in between our age are talking about who's the next girl, who's the next guy they're going to talk to, where's the next club they're going to go messed up, you know, get messed up at. Um, and why do you think sports, that's, why do you think that's the main focus of like our generation? Like, why do you think that kids are only worried about that? Because I've been to parties. All we do is, um, it's a lot, it's, I'm, I'm not including myself in this, but what I've seen is just smoking, drinking, and then the music is very derogative towards women and that's like all we're focused on and then even the social like meetings like i remember i was at this party and he just gave me a hand sh- he, it was like a quick and he went on to the next dude when outside smoking blood and, and i had seen the dude in two years i was so excited to see him and everyone just looked so much older 
at the same time, I'm like, just two years ago, you looked a lot different versus now. I don't know what happened. Do you think it's something going on inside? Do you think it's because we don't know where we're going that we're acting this way? Is that that's what we think we want? It's culture, man. Mm -hmm. It It's culture, man. Like, and Brandon, I can go very deep into this type of stuff, you know, and it definitely can rub people the wrong way. Um, don't it? It, yeah. it? It's culture. Like, you know, and this is my opinion, by the way, if anyone listens, this is all my opinion, right? But I believe it's culture. Yeah. Like, this is like, we're, we're taught to, from a young age, this is how life should be. Mm -hmm. We're taught, and even from our parents, how this is how life should be. We see it from our parents. We see what they do. We follow what they do. And it just becomes a cycle, you know? Um, you know, what's really got me down is that our school systems don't, definitely don't teach us how to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. School, I, I blame the school systems on that too as well. You know, they're not, they're not teaching people to go out there and to be creative. Um, they're not, man, the music, the media, it's, there's so many aspects of it that can go out that really influence us. Um, but like you were saying, they don't know where they're going. Yeah. You know, when I would go to raves back then and again, like, no, I'm not bashing on that. I'm not saying to not go have fun, you know, go celebrate, have fun, do your thing, live your life. Definitely. I mean, we're only here one time. You know, so there should be a time to party, but there should all be a, also be a time to get things done, you know, get get work done and, 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 and you know, looking into how can I leave my footprint before I leave this earth? Right? Big time. But, you know, when I would go to raves and things like that, you, you just kind of see things and, and you you start to get the feel of like, man, people just want to feel accepted. They want to be a part of something. Maybe that's the reason why they party, because anywhere else they're just they don't really feel like. Like going to your job, you really feel like you're a part of something, you know, standing behind a cash register or bagging or, you know, uh, anywhere. I mean, an assembly line, you really feel like you're a part of something or you're just there to collect a paycheck. I'm there to collect. And I was just doing that last week. Um, I was standing behind that. I did it for seven months. I was told twice I was going to get promoted and it was going to be a double promotion. And through that, I learned that I can't depend on the company for my for the money I want to make because mm -hmm. it was I can't like they, they promised me something and it never happened. It infuriated me, but then I'm like, okay, am I gonna sit here and whine about it, or am I gonna do like what you said? What should be done is be an innovator and grow something, and that's what we need in this world is to grow. Exactly. So, yeah, big time. Yeah, man. P people, people want to be a part of something, and that's another big part of why they party. I believe is that they're a part of a group, and they're right. you know, and and, and they want to relax, have fun, and and but man, like it, it's just we more. One one thing that I that I was you know I was told from uh, from from one of our leaders here he said that there's there's a lack of leadership in the country, mm. not that many good role models, right? So what we need right now, uh, I believe we need more people that we can follow, mm. right? Like the right type of people, not rap you know rap moguls or hip hop stars or these celebrities. What do they know, man? Like their their main these guys like Cardi B and you know. That's not yeah. Those are like when you think about that. Like, what is that gonna? Little kids watch these these uh these older women. Even like Nicki Minaj, Ellen Astor. Okay, what do you like think your music does for little kids? And she's like, that's not my responsibility. But they know. everybody has phones, and the parents also don't watch their kids on their phones. So what do you think they're watching? They're watching all these things on these websites, and it makes it that much worse. And it reflects yeah. to the music that's being watched. So it's like, how can anyone in our generation really be an innovator when all this from birth? Especially now that everyone has phones nowadays, even the, the kids of now have phones out the womb. Like, how do you, how do you expect so, to, you know, they're how do you, while they're in dude, now, like, they're like, yeah. they're already, they're, as soon as they're out, they got it right there with them. Like, how do we, how do we get to those kids 
uh, and, and make them the innovators of the world because those are the, that'll be the generation that takes over after we're old and not too old to do anything. Those will be the generation. How do we get to those kids? Is, you know, encouraging individuality. You know what I mean? Like not punishing a kid because, you know, there's there's this there's this picture. It's like you can't judge the the you can't judge a fish on his ability to climb a tree. Mm. He's a fish, right? Judge yeah. a monkey on that. Yeah. Right? Um, everyone's different, man. Everyone is different. I, I just think right now the school systems have to come up with a better way of going out there and having people think outside the box because you're just giving them, uh, you're, 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 you're training people right now to go out there and to, to memorize answers for a test. They're going to forget about a week later. Yeah. That's it. You're not, you're not teaching real skill. Like have them like, I don't know. There has to be a way, I think, man, like for them to kind of figure out like what they want to do at that point, building on that skill, you know, um, Again, going back to Patrick, he was saying that if there's one thing that he can teach his son uh, or that he that he's teaching his son right now. And he was like advising. He's like, you know, this is a good thing to teach your kids. It's like is to teach your kids on how to solve problems. Mm. Right. How to how to how to work with problems, how to, you know, um, yeah. Like, how, how was he saying it, man? He was like, how can we how can we help out with just solving or. You know, when a problem arises or comes to you, how to work through it, mm. right? Because ultimately, that's what entrepreneurs are. When the problem arises, how can we work through it? How can we create a solution? So, like that. Because if we can learn that, and instead of having a problem, you know, instead of spreading the problem, not creating any solutions, that's what most people do. They yeah. get a problem and they just talk about it. They don't do nothing about it. Um, if we can teach people how to do so, I think then maybe then that can kind of create like uh, imagination and creativity. Oh, Big time. How can we do that, right? Big time. In this time right now, how, how, how can we solve or how can we help people? And, and, and like example, what you're doing right now for people who are going to be home quarantined, mm -hmm. right? this is something that they can go out there and they can listen to. This can help them. This can oh, solve yeah. a problem. Instead of them watching something that's not going to give them any value or any growth, this can help them out. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just things like that. Maybe maybe teaching the, the, the kids on how to solve and how to manage or how to work problems out, you know, and it's, you know, it, it allowing individuality. Right. Let, let, letting them like, you know, try new things, let, letting them let their imagination kind of go wild on, on certain things. Right. And and see, just see where that goes and to not be so harsh and to say that we're not going to be anything or you're not smart or, you know, all this stuff because you can't pass a standardized test. But what if that kid can be, you know, who knows, maybe he, he can be smart in something else. I was told that Albert Einstein was was uh, wasn't so smart in school. But yet he's known right now as one of the smartest men in the world. Yes, 100. Right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, man, just things like that, man. I think just you know showing other people how to how to solve and and, and you know work with problems and at that point, with problems come solutions, and if they're good solutions, and people need those solutions. So, now say you have a, a problem that is in front of you, or not even in front of you, but it's something that's happened in life. How do you resolve that problem, or how do you attack it in this sense? How what would it be your solution? So I woke like any type of problem like if any, say you were a millionaire and you got lost all your money Say you went in debt a million dollars. What would be the first thing that you would do in order to get back on your feet? Well, it'd be a little hard because I've never made a million dollars yet uh, But I mean I would get guidance I would I would believe you know find some kind of guidance with with, with somebody who is either higher than me Big you know uh, who's been through more more struggle than me and um, I would seek counseling 
that's what I would do. Seek counseling. So you have to go, you have to do, and you have to do this on your own because no one else is going to be out there and do it for yeah. you. Because exactly. that's the life that we live and that's what I learned working at Stater Bros. Nobody cares about, really truly cares about my well-being. I have to be the one who gets me to where I want to be at. And that's why you're saying seek counseling because I feel like a lot of us think that it's supposed to be given to us rather than us go towards it, especially in times of needs. Mm -hmm. So I really like that point because even me, just before you said that, I was like, yeah, what do I do with certain things? But even at these community colleges, they teach you just ask questions, ask certain people, and people are more than happy to talk to you about whatever the situation may be. It's just the confidence that you have to bring out. Oh, and that's another thing. Where would you range your confidence based off from five years ago to now? How have you grown oh, confidence-wise? 100%, man. I wasn't, man. Yeah, again, it has to do with me, like, not, <laughs> not worrying about, like, what people think anymore. And, I mean, there's still a little aspect. It's not, like, completely gone. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, way more confident now. It, there's just something about like when you know where you're gonna go, man, and you know what you want in life. It's just, it's like get out my way. Yeah. If 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 you're gonna if you're gonna be here trying to criticize me or talk about me, like I, don't, I mean, dude, just get out my way. Go waste someone else's time. Like it's just, on. It's different, man. It's different. And you know what? Self development. Mm. You're reading, you're learning, you know. And what's crazy is that most people don't know. Yeah. So it's like when you're reading all, you're already kind of knowing more than most people. Yeah. So it's like, what are you gonna tell me, bro? Because most people don't read at all. Well, I have a license for for finances, and I sit down with a lot of older folks here, right? And they're gonna look at me like, what's this young guy? No. What's about, he think? What's he know about pension and retirement? Yeah. I've been doing this. I've been working this. You know, this is forty years. What does he know about it? Right. Yeah. But they, they don't understand is that, sir, you're sitting across from me. You're coming for my help. I'm the one with the license. I'm the one that studied and took the test and got everything done. And I'm appointed with all the carriers. So in my head, I look at it like, I think I do know more than you. Yeah. Right. What do you know? Because honestly, if you, if you knew, you wouldn't be sitting in front of me here today. 100%. So at that point, it, it's just knowledge, man. I think knowledge builds confidence, experience. You know, going out there, trying things and, and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing. And, and that's what builds confidence. You know, mm -hmm. it builds tough skin, man. It, yeah. For me, though, to answer your question, how I feel from three years ago, four years ago, yeah, five years ago, 100%. Like, I'm a changed person. Big time. Yeah. And I'm still, and I'm, I'm, again, this is not my final form. Like, I'm I'm continuing. I'm always forever going to learn. But to where I was, I look at it, I, I can just, man, yeah, 100% different. Big time. Now, do you read, Um, do you read a lot yourself? And if you do, which, what are the types of books that you're reading? So, cause I have started recently another podcast where I'm, like I said earlier, I was reading the Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill, the original 1925 edition. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading that every day on Facebook Live. I'm gonna be doing that and uploading it on the podcast. So what's another book that I could read um, after I'm done with that book so I could bring it to my viewers and just have that on point. So you said Laws of Success? Yes. So you're a big Napoleon Hill fan, right? I'm huge, 100%. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> that's my number one guy. Bro. Yeah. He's my favorite. Think Grow Rich was the first book that, that really opened up my mind to a lot of things. And I was like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I didn't know how powerful my mind was. Um, there's a book out there, man. I highly recommend the audio. It's called uh, Outwitting the Devil. Mm. Napoleon Hill outwitting the devil. Oh, another Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free audio on YouTube, actually. You can go on YouTube and you can listen to it. And for some people, you know, to viewers, you know, discretion or whatever, you know, like to their discretion, it it, it can be a little deep. 
Mm. That that book will go will really go deep. Yeah, you know, and for some people it could be a, I mean, depending on how you take it, but it would definitely go deep. Um, you know, how do I say, like in the mind and spiritually, but and it's not like what you guys think of, like oh, it's like a Satanist book or anything like that, or like it's literally going into depth on on how people think nowadays and why people's lives are where they're at, right? Um, but the one thing that that I get from that book, and and he says, you know, Napoleon Hill asks the devil, he's like, what's your biggest, like, what's the biggest weapon against you, right? And it's crazy because as he's interviewing him on the audio, that the the devil has like this very like low, like you know, toned voice. Oh, there's two different people. Yeah, oh, that's dope. Very sinister tone. Yeah. He's like, he tells like Napoleon, like, I want you to, well, as I answer these questions, you need to address me as your Majesty. You know, oh. like, it's crazy. Like he goes into it, and then he's like, okay, I'll do whatever. But he's like, if I'm gonna ask these questions, I you know, you know, if I ask, I shall receive, right? So yeah, he's like, and the devil, the whole point is like hoping that he doesn't ask the right questions because mm. he's he's given his word that if you, whatever you ask, I'm gonna tell you, and in return, you call me your majesty. Da, 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 da. So one thing he says is that uh, the, the biggest um, the biggest weapon that he has that people have against the devil is definiteness of purpose. Definite purpose, yes. I mean, I know that definite yeah. purpose, and he talks about I think in the thing, yes, right? that's the first one on sense. there. It's like, what's your definite purpose? Yeah. Knowing, knowing what you want, knowing what you want, right? What is it that you want in life? What are you going for? You know, once you figure that out, and again, after that point, it kind of ties it back to earlier what I was talking about is what you're doing, you You know what you want, you're gonna do you. Who cares what people think? This is what I want, bro. Like, I'm, I'm doing me, do you, you know, do you? So, he says, like, that's my biggest thing, definiteness of purpose. I love to drift into people's minds, he says. People with no purpose are drifting. They like to do drugs. They do, they wow. smoke cigarettes. They wow. go out. And he's like, I yeah. love to get into their minds. But when they don't know what to do, I'm going to fill their mind up with crap. Wow. The person who knows what they're doing is going to fill their mind up with what they're passionate about and grow and continue to grow. So he talks about that. And I was like, dang, man. That's like, huge. We were, we were just talking about, okay, why is our generation, in a sense, like we could say confused or not, but guided on the path is because no one has a definite purpose. Mm -hmm. Wow. Really I didn't even think about it that way until you just kind of really put it in perspective through that book as well. Because that book is like another book. I think that, which you think you should read the laws of success first and then read that book mm -hmm. afterwards? Either one. Yeah. There, there, there's not like a, there's not like where you have to do one for either one. The Lost of Success is a, is a pretty big book. So this is four hours. I would say get into this one. It's a four hour audio. Um, Lost of Success is like a Bible. <laughs> it's like a big, uh, you know, but, uh, but Nepal, and also, I mean, what, what is it? Think Grow Rich is, isn't too uh, you know, long ago to read either. Um, but, you know, yeah, man, that, that really spoke to me. You just having definiteness of purpose, knowing what you want, he can't mess with you. Cause you have faith, you know where you're going. You're not doubting, but doubt is from the negative. It's from the, he's from the adversary, mm. which is the devil, right? He's trying to make you stir away from your path, make you make the wrong decisions, right? All of that, but it's just very deep, man. And he goes into more stuff, you know, but that's honestly the biggest nugget. But I highly recommend you you check that book out. Everything that I do read nowadays is just self-development or it's sales books or, you know, it's maybe autobiographies from people that I'm trying to learn from. Um, I, that's all I read, honestly. Before I, before this, I never read, you know, but uh, my grandma told me one time or no, a, a, men, a mentor told me one time, you want to hide money from your family members, put it in a book because they're never going to open it. 
Oh, oh that was dope. Right, so like, oh yeah. man, no, I never heard that. That's yeah. actually not dope. Yeah. It's crazy, man. No yeah. one ever reads anything nowadays. So wow. Well, well, on that point, man, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna end the podcast, man. Um, go ahead and plug your social media and let the, let make yeah. sure the audience knows who you are, dude. That was dope. Yeah, thank you, man. My uh, my Instagram is alpha underscore arce. My last name arce is spelled A R C E. Um, and you can find me on Instagram alpha underscore A R C E. All right, then. Well, thank you again so much, Carlos. Man, this is a dope podcast, and I, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Uh, peace out. And like I said, it's your boy, Brandon Roseanne. Yeah.